0: Welcome to the Good News with Angie Austin. Now, with the Good News, here's Angie.
1: Hello there, friend. Angie Austin with the good news. You know I love to share testimonies. My friend Monique Davis has been on the program numerous times as a good news gal. Um, Her uh, legal name, her given name is Leonitra Davis, uh, but her family calls her Monique, and I love the name Monique, so that's what I call her too. Her book is Drop the Picture and Hold Your Light, God's Story for My Life of Overcoming, Leonitra Davis. And Monique, we um, left off kind of right about when your husband Andre was getting drafted for the NFL. You were getting married. You were having a baby. So a lot going on there. Welcome back, Monique.
0: Thank you for having me. How are you doing today?
1: I am doing well, my friend. You and I have had fun doing these interviews and just uh, laughing via text, etc. You are such a character. We like to make fun of ourselves. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, we, We started off in the book a lot of just a very difficult, very dark childhood. Your parents... Uh, really a lot of abandonment issues. They were around, but very little. They could have chosen to be part of your life, but didn't. Your dad's mother and father ended up really doing a fantastic job, raising six of their own kids, and then you and your two sisters, so three more kids, the grandkids. Your grandpa was sick, but he went back to work to provide a really nice life for you. Your grandmother, basically an angel on earth, but prior to coming to her at the age of six, you suffered uh, sexual assault. Assault. your uh, cousin uh, raped you when you were four and then this abandonment with your mom and your dad like you'd think your dad would have come around more you're at his mother's and father's house for goodness sakes but no he was off chasing women and your mom was off chasing who knows what and so you had you were very sad for much of your childhood
0: yes i was the only the my grandmother gave me a um A glimmer of hope, though, because she, you know, the time that I spent with her is, that's priceless. So I am so glad and thankful that um, she got us and showed me that there was another way to happiness and joy.
1: And boy, did you create a wonderful family with um, your husband, Andre, and your three girls. I can't believe you only have one of them home right now. She's the age of my middle one. That's how you and I met. Um. Okay, so but when he—so he, so he gets—you you start dating in high school. You've known him since kindergarten. Andre has the same name, your husband, as your um, abuser, and so that was something very difficult for you to overcome. You didn't think you'd marry him, but Grandma said, yes, that's your husband. You end up then—let's talk about when you got married, you had your daughter— And you still were very sad, so you had to be on all the time as the wife of a well-known NFL player. You were really known in um, your community, so people would stop you all the time, et cetera. Let's talk about that stage of your life. Tell us about that.
0: So when we, he played, Andre played in Cleveland for seven years. Um, So when we were in Cleveland, we got to be well-known, We. We even did, uh, um, I remember when we were, he signed on to do a reality TV show. And it's so funny, Angie, because we shot the first show. And you know, when the camera's off, you know how TV is, it's not really reality. Right. And so they they said, um, Andre's gonna say this, and then you're gonna laugh, and then this is how you're gonna respond. And I couldn't do it. And I was like, after we shot the first show, I was like, Andre, I cannot do this. And he was like, you have to do it. I I already, they already paid me. I said, well, you better give the money back because <laughs> I'm not doing it. I can't, I, I'm not a fake person. I can't pretend, I can't fake. And so, um... After he was like, so he started doing, it turned into kind of like a a Monday thing for him and the commentator where they would just do a recap of the football games. Because I was like, I'm not doing that. And so with that, coupled with um, interviews and, and things that we did, it was like a different world for me because... We couldn't, me and my girls couldn't go to the grocery store. We couldn't go, we would go eat as a family. People would line up to, at our table to get autographs. And my girls were young. And people would ask, we would be in the grocery store and people would ask them for that autograph. And my oldest daughter was so funny. She would would say, I'll give her my autograph. I'm like, no, you are not. Come on. And so it was kind of a different world for me, especially coming from a small town of 6,000 people. Yes. And then getting going to Cleveland and you know so many people know you like you you, you know how it is, Angie, you couldn't go we couldn't go anywhere without people stopping us, asking for autographs. And I'm not talking about Andre because with the with athlete, you know, that's given. People are going to ask for that autograph. But even when he wasn't with us, me and my girls, like I said, people would stop us and ask us for autographs.
1: Okay, I'm cracking up because knowing you <clears throat> and knowing your throat> husband... Throat> I can just see you trying to eat your cheeseburger and your macaroni and cheese (laughs) and you just kind of want to drink your sweet tea and be left in peace and uh you know or like proceed with the meal after a few minutes and your husband is so such a big teddy bear so social so charming that he's going to greet every single person he's going to have a conversation with every single person he's going to make them all feel warm and cuddly and nice but here you you and your family your girls you already have limited time with him because He's constantly at practice and traveling and working on the game and in pain and going through surgeries, going through all these injuries. And you just want to kind of have like a nice cheeseburger night out. And then you've got all these people lined up at the table and he's like in hog heaven because he's Mr. Social. And you guys are like, could we have a moment with you, please, Andre?
0: Yes. Well, he used to be Mr. Social, but... um... Not so much anymore, um, because of his injuries and stuff. But he would he would not turn anybody down. I don't care where we were at, what we were doing, he would not turn anyone down. So it, there was times when we loved Golden Corral in Cleveland. <laughs> <laughs> we loved it, and they we would go to the Golden Corral, and I guess we didn't realize. Um, the magnitude of being a public persona person. So um, he, like, people would line up and we would, the whole time we were there, he would sign autographs and talk to people. Sometimes he would get to eat his food.
1: That is so wild. I mean, we forget when, you know, with football, especially in certain cities in the country, these are their stars. Like, I spent a ton of time in L.A., and I dated an athlete there who was, you know, fairly well-known. I guess he was Rookie of the Year. Like, people knew him from baseball. He played for the Dodgers. But... You know, it's different there. You know, you've traveled. It's different there uh-huh. because there's so many stars there. But then you go to, like, Green Bay or even New York City. Their they're, um, they're athletes are their stars. I don't yeah, know. Be- how- go ahead.
0: No, because especially a place like Cleveland, that's all they really have.
1: Their sports. So,
0: yeah, you know, it, it was a place with um where, you know, there was a lot of factory workers and and then when those factories closed down they um football was all they had is all they have so i remember when my husband went there the franchise had just came back to cleveland uh. the learner family had just bought it back to cleveland because um they had took the franchise
1: and that it became the Baltimore Ravens. So, so this, so, but by the sixth and seventh year of his tenure um, in Cleveland with the Browns, he is very well known, can't go anywhere without being approached. And then here you still hadn't worked through all these issues of your childhood. So you're still depressed a lot at, at times during this time. And you have to be on, you said all the time.
0: Yeah, I felt like I had to be on all the time because I was an extension of him. And so um, when people would see me out, you know, I felt like I had to smile and be nice. Because if you didn't, you never knew. It We didn't have social media, but you never knew who you were talking to. It could be a reporter. And a lot of people ended up in the newspaper like, oh, my gosh, she's um, So-and-so's wife is so mean and and they would talk about the way they dress the way they their hair looked I mean they would just they'll just rip you apart and so with that being said I just felt like I had to be on all the time like my nails had to be done my hair had to be done um, you know I had to be dressed I didn't the the when Andre was playing I, I don't think I started wearing sweatpants again <laughs> <laughs> until his like his seventh year and that's when you know the Juicy Couture um sweat yes popular yeah so that <laughs> with the uh and so I fell in love with that era I was like oh my gosh this is so
1: comfortable. You can wear your juicy couture track suit and your Uggs. And your girls also had to be on all the time. I mean, their manners are so good. You can tell that they've had to deal with the public a lot. So even though their dad hasn't played for a while, he did play a year here for the Broncos. But they're so used to, maybe not the little one, Andre, quite as much, but the older girls are very much, they know how to be on too. And great Uh manners and yes, ma'am and no, ma'am. You can tell that they had to be in the public. Public eye a lot in their childhood. And speaking of which, I don't want to get into it yet. But in our next segment, we've got about two minutes right now. I do want to talk about the letter that your daughter, your oldest daughter, wrote about what the perception of your family is being so privileged and so lucky to have a dad playing in the NFL and the money and the prestige and da 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 da. But let's get into this part. He suffered a lot of in- injuries and suffered a lot of pain. Uh, am I right?
0: Yeah. Yes, concussion, so he had he had seven noted concussions, oh. and we all know it's in the media now um back then they didn't have concussion protocol, and when my husband played, you were deemed as soft if you didn't go back in the game wow. and play through an injury. So now they're saying, you know we we have this concussion protocol in place, which they always knew the repercussions of concussions. So if if you if if anybody wants to know about it, go back and look at the Will Smith movie about the concussions, about the doctor who first found it. And they the NFL has always known about the repercussions of it. And so now you know just in the media now, the quarterback in Miami, Tua, he um he suffered a concussion and the protocol they messed up, and they put him right oh. back in the game the next week, and now they're saying that he needs to retire. So oh my gosh i i I just don't know about uh because Andy, you think about a baby shaking baby syndrome. right? And the baby's head is small, it it hasn't grown to grown to its full capacity, but when we get to be adults. It's easier for us to hit our head, and it it, it hits up against our skulls,
1: right? Well, and we have to take a break, Monique. Um, we'll be right back, and we're going to talk about that because uh, I agree. I think a lot ha- was known a lot earlier about uh, you know the ramifications of these head injuries. We'll be right back with the good news, and the the, the book is "Drop the Picture and Hold Your Light." Golden is
0: listening to the mighty
1: 670 KLT, Denver. You are amazed there are so many home goods that would be useful and look great in your home. Walking into an ARC thrift store is truly one-stop shopping. Imagine yourself finding endless amounts of essential products, furniture, clothing, and other items you need for your house. You've been looking for that home furnishing or clothing item, thinking it would cost too much. And then you realize how reasonably priced your new treasure is. ARC Thrift Stores offer you countless options of products you can buy. Their thrift stores are clean and organized, and the money you spend there helps other Coloradans with developmental and intellectual disabilities. With over 30 locations in Colorado, ARC Thrift Store is your one-stop shop for great prices and all of your essentials. Visit arcthrift.com. That's A-R-C com to find the nearest ARC Thrift Store near you. Hey, the good news with Angie Austin and Monique Davis. We are talking about her book, Drop the Picture, Hold Your Light, God's Story for My Life of Overcoming, overcoming a very difficult childhood. And right now we're talking about her husband, Andre Davis, who played for the Cleveland Browns for seven years. We're talking about that period. But he also played here for the Broncos. He's retired now. But we're talking about the injuries, the head injuries, and what he went through, the pain. And you said, Monique, that if you didn't, back in the day, if you didn't get back in the game, when you had a concussion or you hurt your hand, your leg your whatever. If you could walk, you were considered soft if you didn't get right back in the game and start playing again.
0: Yes, you you were considered soft. And I have, I have seen Andre play through um, numerous injuries. He played with a cast on his wrist once. Oof. And it went all like his fingers were out, but it went over his hand to his wrist. So... I've seen Andre play with injuries and through injuries. I remember because he played two years in Buffalo, and um, his last two years in Buffalo, and he tore his shoulder early mm. on during the season. Oh. And I, I had a dream that, and I told him, I said, Andre, it's torn. And they kept telling him, It's not torn, it's not oh. torn. Oh my God. And they kept shooting it up every week. And by Wednesday, Angie, he was—he couldn't even lift his shoulder up. Oh, my gosh. So now he that shoulder is so, you know, it, it's weak. And so, but he plays for six weeks with a torn label.
1: Oh, my gosh. Six weeks.
0: Six weeks. And they'd shoot him up with blade. painkillers? Yes. They shot him up um, with painkillers. And he played for six
1: weeks. Well, that shows you... That you know what when when you talk about that Will Smith movie about you know the um, head injuries and in the NFL that they knew there was a problem early on but let's just step back for a second this is a massive money making industry so when your husband Andre Davis has this injury and for six weeks he's still playing through it and they're shooting him up with probably you know the various things that help alleviate the pain but also I know they can give injections cortisone and things that kind of. You you know, allow yeah. you to function uh, for a while. He was um, he he was a big paycheck for them. He had dollar signs all over his forehead, so that they're they're not taking care of him like they would just a person. They're treating him more as like a commodity, as a money maker. And I it does not surprise me in the least that the NFL may have ignored may have ignored issues with head injuries being so problematic. Um, and having people play because they made so much money off this business and that they're paying the players a lot of money. So they're like, well, we would rather you play than sit on the bench. And you mentioned this uh, more recent, these two concussions with uh, the player, you said the quarterback that's in the news. And
0: yes, in Miami. And then let's backtrack for a minute because they, so Andre's time in the NFL, the NFL has uh, concussion lawsuits. Um, but the protocol that they have in place, the testing they have in place a few months ago, Angie, they, it came out that they will race norming with that concussion lawsuit saying that black guys start off at a lower rate mentally than their white counterparts. Wait a
1: second. The black players started off, they said, at a lower, like, mental capacity than the the yeah, white players. Are you kidding me? And
0: their white counterpart. Yes. It was all over the news. So then the NFL caught black like backlash because they have, they're doing this campaign in racism. So how do you say in racism when you're being racist towards your own um, players?
1: Oh, my God. Gosh, I can't wrap so, my head around it.
0: Yeah, it's 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 just it's crazy to me, and that <sighs> brings us up to now that these guys who are currently playing, they they can't. They the NFL says, okay, since we have a, a protocol in place, then um, these guys can never file a lawsuit against us. But what happens when a protocol fail fails like? It did with the the quarterback for Miami, then what happens? now they're saying that he should probably retire, so the protocol failed, so now he's having to possibly think about retiring or and missing out on money.
1: Right. And so if you think about, he is his own business, right? So he's a multi-million dollar business himself. So imagine that he is a regular person who doesn't play football and he established this business and then somebody else makes a mistake and then he loses millions and millions of dollars because of someone else's mistake. So that's what we're saying here. Protocol wasn't followed. Now they're saying you should retire <clears throat> I'm assuming some huge settlement should be given to him because they basically, by not following the protocol, took away all these money-making years where this man is setting himself up and his family up for the future. And now those millions will be, you know, uh, torn out from under him because of someone else's uh, mistake.
0: Well, they, they there's he, I, I don't think he'll be able to sue them. Because because of the failed protocol, because they have something in place now for current players saying that as a part of um, the agreement between the NFL, the NFLPA, that these guys can't
1: sue. That they realize the risks. Yes. All right, your do- your husband then when Andre uh, retired, and again we're kind of going through the stages of the book, Monique's book, oh, wow. um, uh, Leonitra Davis, uh, her legal name, uh, Drop the picture and hold your light, God's story of my life of uh, for my life of overcoming, just such a difficult childhood. Then your husband um, starts playing for the NFL. He's in Cleveland. He's in Buffalo. He plays for the Broncos. When he's done, his injuries are substantial. His pain is substantial. So much so that your old oldest daughter wrote a letter talking about how kids admired her and her family and wished their dad played in the NFL. And she said she'd give up all of the wealth and prestige, fame, accolades, nice home. If she could have, have had more time with her dad, but also if, he, if she could take back the pain, like he's in so much pain.
0: Yes. He he is in pain. Like if you ask him um, his pain level between seven, I mean, one in ten, it's at a seven every day.
1: I, I know so, there are some times you were going to do something or, like, he'd drive you to the studio and you'd say, like, he's lying down, like, on the floor because he's in so much pain. Yeah. Like at home.
0: And some, sometimes he can just, he'll just lay on the floor to try to, a certain way to try to alleviate some back pain or something like that. And he... He has headaches from the the concussions, and he can't stand like for it to be really bright. So in our in our office and in our bedroom, in the basement, um, we have the room darkening blinds. Yeah. Where it's really dark. Um, so when he gets a headache, he goes into one of those rooms.
1: Now, the um, head injuries, he um, uh, has traumatic brain injuries. Is that right from the head injuries? And not to mention all the surgeries he went through to repair other various injuries.
0: He He's had 12 surgeries.
1: Oh, my gosh. And we and think this is such a one. Oh, the glory, the fame, the big contracts. But this is. He's living with, he retired, I mean, he's only like in his early 40s, but then the rest of his life he's got to deal with this pain. And I remember reading an article where he talked about, you know, the depression and how low he got to feeling because of the head injuries.
0: And he has the um, um, depressive, um, I'm trying to think of the, the medical terminology for it, but he has depressive syndrome, I think it is. He has concussive syndrome. So it's like all of these things you look at. He's been told that he has the precursor for the brain injury. my mind just went blank. CTE? Um, CTE. He has the precursors to CTE. Oh my gosh. So yeah, all of that is it's, it's daunting, Angie, but I just tell him we just we just we're gonna pray and we're gonna trust God. And for me, when I first started finding out about all of his um, injuries, I found myself getting depressed as well.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah, because I was like, okay, um, what could I have done to stop him? Because I don't know if you remember this part of the book, but when we were in college and he hurt his knee, I like begged him not to play football because I saw how hard he worked to get back. When he when he was in college and hurt his knee, they told him that he would probably never play again. And so he was so determined to prove as he says, them wrong and him right, himself right, that he worked so hard, Angie. And I watched him. And sometimes he would we we have so hard, I would just it would just make me cry. My goodness. And so I I asked him, I I said, Andre, I don't want you to play football. It's like I could feel the repercussions of it breathing down my neck at, mm-hmm. at that point mm-hmm. in college. And so he looked at me with tears in his eyes and he was like, This is all I've ever done. This is all I know how to do
1: and he, he like started when he was like, in, like six. I mean, he was like kindergarten age about yeah. when he started. So old. he's rehabbing himself, saying, and he was exceptional. Obviously, I mean, not many people make it to the NFL. And here he played 10 years in the NFL. So an exceptional player. But he felt he couldn't quit because this is how he was going to support and raise his family.
0: Yeah. And that's what he told me. He was like, this is on the only way. This is the only thing I know to do to take care of us.
1: I think about you guys having girls. What do you think if you would have had a boy? Would Andre have let him play football?
0: No, we talk about that all the time. And um, he said that he the, he would not let, if we had a boy, he wouldn't let him play unless he was absolutely adamant about it. He had to have a passion for it because Andre always says, says football ain't for the weak. <laughs> That's what he always says. So he says if if he had a, a passion for it, if our son had a passion to play football, he still wouldn't let him play until high school.
1: Wow. You know, it's interesting because you guys are part of the reason I never put our son on football. He was in every single sport, except that he plays baseball now, a little basketball, but not, you know, a ton, but, um, we never put him on any football team. I think he played flag once, you know, one little like rec center thing, but, um, never played tackle football. And part of it was because, you know, I've known each other for years since our daughters were in fifth grade uh-huh. and, uh, he was in middle school at the time. I just didn't think it was worth the risk. And then, of course, seeing the movie with Will Smith and seeing these concussions. And I know you can get concussions in other sports, but obviously, you know, like hockey and football, they're two of the more violent, which with football being really like you're running into a small car, like every weekend when you play, you know, these people are yeah. just like, bashing their bodies up. Like, it's unbelievable to Sometimes watch it. not a
0: small car, because my <laughs> husband played middle linebacker, so... He would get double-teamed sometimes by <gasps> two 400-pound offensive line, man.
1: <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh, Monique, we always run out of time. We're just going to continue through the book. Um, again, it's Leonitra Davis, Monique. Uh, drop the picture and hold your light. Give us your website.
0: Um, so my book can be purchased at holdyourlight.com. And I'm also launching a line of candles on November 1st. Awesome. Light
1: candles. Hold your light candles. Okay, we'll talk more about that next time. Thank you, Monique. God bless. Thank you.
0: Thank you for listening to The Good News with Angie Austin on AM670 KLTT.